Becky Walsh, BBC Somerset and BBC Radio Bristol. Good morning, it's Becky Walsh with you for the next hour on the BBC Across the West. On the show, we're going to be talking about spring and how a few small life changes for vitality could put a bit of a spring in your step. Joining me in the studio, giving us some tips, is going to be life coaches Minnie Cole and nutritionist Claire Stone. But let's start the morning off with a small plea from the Beatles. Help, I need somebody. Help, I know what real life feels like. Would you say that you compare quite a lot? Yeah, I do quite a lot, actually, yeah. Because I actually think that you actually need to draw the line underneath your old relationships. It was my Paddington Bear one that I put away. (laughs) Oh, the one with the toggles and the hood. Oh, you look cute (laughs) in there. It's gone now. But we're going to be running a poll on this tonight to Mm -hmm. get your opinion and what you think from your experience, whether or not you believe that it's all a load of nonsense, as Mr Hawkins says. I'm pushing him. To something that he doesn't want to do. Do me a favour, when that child is born, just look straight into that child's eyes. All time five favourite movies which make me blub like a small child. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of them out there, but when you're crying like that, you're actually getting in touch with yourself and your emotions and releasing an awful lot of stuff that probably needs releasing. This is going to sound incredibly harsh, and I really don't mean it to be. Um, it, it feels like sulking. It is. Yeah. It feels to me like your bottom lip is stuck out and that you're going, woe is me, because nobody understands me, I don't fit in with anybody and I'm going to go into the garden and eat worms. Right, OK, that's, that's really good and honest of you. how I compare, compare sort of to past relationships. I mean, as you say, you do look through with most kind of glasses. I mean, I, I know how you feel on that one, because I've been in a relationship with someone who I've been completely and utterly head over heels in love with, but not physically attracted to. Do you understand what I'm saying? I totally, totally understand what you're saying, but I feel like you're, you know, you sound like his mum and not his lover. I think you really need to trust no, this don't man. Be so, don't ever say that. Instead of sort of putting it in such a serious kind of like, I'm not going to be sleeping with you until we've only been together about three months and then I'll consider it. It's actually sort of say, let's go on a date. Let's go on an American-style yeah. date where there's no strings attached, we're just spend time with each other and if we like each other then we go steady dating and then if we like steady dating then we'll end up in the sack. I know what real life feels like But I just wanna feel like ooh, ooh. And it's not an easy thing to confess to somebody especially as a man saying I'm not really that sexually driven by you that's a very difficult thing to tell a woman because we have it in our heads that, we're, that you're always sexually driven that you're always up for it that you're always, you know but of course that's not true, is it? I said, Becky, do you remember any of those poems that you used to write? And she just started. And it, and it went on and on and on. And it was really funny. It was like inside the teenage brain of Becky Walsh. Work, rest, rest, replay. Every day, every day and every day. Work, rest, rest, replay. Every day, every day and every day. Work, rest, rest, replay. Coming up, we're going to be speaking to Simon Bushenfield. He is a Sony award-winning comedy writer and stand-up comedian in his own right. And we will be talking to him about the comedy of being a parent. That's if you think any anything's funny about being a parent. I think it's more the fact that your kids can be pretty darn amusing, can't they? And they're pretty much comedians in their own right. So I'm also going to be inquiring about your family stories. 
What are the things that have become legends over time? You know what I mean? They're the things that get repeated every single family gathering. So maybe on this particular bank holiday Monday, you decided to do something fun with your family because holidays tend to be about trying to get your loved ones all together in the same room, don't they? What repeated family stories, what cringeable moments from your childhood do your family members always bring up to you? Well, I'm going to be asking you that question a little bit later on in the show. But first of all, coming up, we've got the fabulous Snow Patrol with You're All I Have. Now, this week, I got to talk to Simon Busherfield. He is a father of two, a Sony award-winning comedy writer and producer and stand-up comic. I was curious about his influences in his comedy writing, and I asked him if he ever finds himself stealing comedy from a baby. I get lots and lots of material from my children. I've got two, two little kids. One is three and one is currently four, so they're very close together. So I'm joined in the studio now by Claire Warburton. She's a professor of cognitive neuroscience at Bristol University. Why can't we remember people? Why is it that sometimes you look at someone and go... I know you, I can't, just don't know where I know yeah. you from. And then you suddenly find out that they're on an episode of Emmerdale and you feel like an idiot. So. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's a really good question. And I think this is, this is part of the research that, that I'm involved with at Bristol. Mm. So the, 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 the important information gets, gets coded and stored yeah. at a deep level. But shallowly, we, we're processing a lot. And so yeah. if it's not stored, you know, to the best way, then it's easily lost and forgotten. So is this why when they say, you know, if you want to remember somebody's name, remember something about them so that you're attaching two pieces of information so that that fence jump can be more easily done? It, absolutely, to, to form associations. And I think often if you're at a, at a party and you're meeting lots and lots of people, then often if they say to you, hi, my name is... Sarah and you say oh hello Sarah and repeat it aloud and therefore you're adding extra information maybe a bit of an auditory cue to help you remember and retain that information. This is Press Pit with Becky Walsh. Hello and welcome to the programme. I'm Becky Walsh. For the next 60 minutes, me and my two guests will be looking at the stories that are making the news. We'll look at the biggest Bristol news stories in depth and we'll take a look at what's been making the headlines nationally. Now, granted access to the press pit this week is the chairman of the West of England Local Enterprise Partnership, Stephen Robertson, and also Emily Knox, founder of Right Club. Make sure you join in the conversation at home. You can tweet us your comments, views and stories and suggestions using the hashtag PressPit. Firstly, though, Made in Bristol TV covers the biggest stories from across the city. So here's Bristol's news in 90 seconds. Troubled water. Parts of Bristol started the week under five feet of water. Storm Angus dumped unprecedented amounts of rain on our city. The flash flooding cut off homes and swallowed up cars on Whitchurch Lane. There's only one or two cars that are actually residents around here that are actually in the water. Not letting up. As Bristol sinks deeper into the housing crisis, Chancellor announces he's banning letting fees. Agents, businesses across the city say it could lead to landlords going rogue and rents going up. We've seen these fees spiral. So some very interesting news stories, and you've heard about it there. £5 million being spent on the Colson Hall. Now, Stephen, you were there earlier. What do you think about the Colson Hall? Do you think it's worth the money? I do. I do. I think we need first-class entertainment venues. 
Now, the, really, the West of England weren't mentioned that much in the autumn statement. Are we getting left behind? Is there a sense of that? I think it's absolutely appalling that the West of England wasn't mentioned all the way through mm. the, the statement because we are very important. Do you know, we're the only region outside of London that hands money back to the Treasury because we're so productive. So really? actually, we ought to have had our names up in neon lights, right, I thought. Yeah. But we're not getting left behind. We're a highly productive region. And that's one of the, the points we make to government is, look, we're really good. We're very hardworking. We're very productive. We have more startups per head of population than anywhere in the country. We have, after Oxford and Cambridge, the best academic cluster mm. in the nation. So it's quite right and proper, I think, that that's acknowledged. Um, yeah. However, the, the one but, I think, is that, damn it, we're not getting electrification now. It's yes. just going to get to Bath and then well, stop, and this just won't well, do. Well, that's still in the offering, isn't it? So we haven't got it absolutely that we're not going to get the electrification, unless you know something I don't know. I think they're fairly clear about it. And, of course, Cardiff and South Wales so is going to get electrification. So do you think deferred means cancelled? Is that what you believe? No, I'm sure it means deferred. Now, the French bakers have called it the biker's baguette because it means that it's a lot easier to carry home if you're on a push bike or if you're on a scooter. I can see the practicalities of it, I have to say. And, of course, we're a cycling city. Maybe we should have those. And I can highly recommend dipping it into hot chocolate. Well, so there we go. It's been described as a, a, a step forward for humanity. It's a step so forward for humanity. Let's just not play this down. This is, this is big news. This is big news. It is the best thing since sliced oh, bread. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Do you write all your own material? I don't. No, that one came completely from the producer into my ear. I have to be absolutely honest. Now, talking of things that are outrageous, now we've got a, a photo over there of MPs that are uh, on their mobile phones. Now, this, I mean, people on their mobile phones drives me mad when they're walking down the street, let alone even being in cars. Why can't you look where you're going? But what are they doing on their phones? They just look like they could be, I don't know, playing Pokemon or something. I don't even know. What well, is that? This is the place that makes the laws for the nation.